this week on Lazy Hollywood, we'll be talking Miracle on 34th Street. And we'll be really nice to the film as long as Santa gets us a house, a dog, and a nice brother. And a wife. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. <laughs> Welcome to another Lazy Hollywood. You got yourself Paul, you got Andrew, you got Nick, and you got Griff. And yeah, we're doing a little bit of Christmas this week, aren't we? Christmas is here, finally. We're doing Christmas because it's Christmas. Yes. It's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> it's lovely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think we should dive into the miracles of the streets. These miracles of classic. Yes. In black and white. So, Paul. So, Nick, when did the original come out? 1947. When did the remake come out? 1944. Really? 1944? Damn. <laughs> Damn it. You fucked that right up. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 1994. Right, yeah. So, yeah. 1994. That's when it came out, not 1940. That wouldn't make any sense, because the sequel, the remake would be before the original it's true <laughs> time travel It'll blow your mind oh yes right. right first of all before we get into this yep. I, need to, I need to bring up this because i spoke to you earlier in the week yep you said that you watched the original in color yep i did and obviously the original is not in color but it is you can get a remastered version of it that is in color i watched it as it's supposed to be watched in black and white oh i've seen it in black and white loads of times and i've seen it in color loads of times so does color matter to you nick nah wait a minute guys wait a minute we've missed something what there's a miracle on 34th street 1973 no it's tv there's two there's two tv um series yeah okay Okay, oh wow! Okay, right. So I'm looking. What are we looking for? Remaster. I wasn't. I wasn't going to steal Nick's thunder. I was going to say there's been two TV programs, but I thought Nick would spray that out. I was, but you know, things happen. Shit, shit happens, I guess. Anyway, onto the film. Oh, okay. They, they called it. They call it the colorized version. Yeah, the colorized. Yeah. Not remastered. That's why I was going wrong. Yeah. Very. It looks very pretty. It is very, very pretty. All right. Anyway, yep. So these guys, these people, decided to watch in black and white, and I watched it in color. So things are going to get interesting a bit later for you guys when I ask okay. questions about what color things are. But you know, we got to that. That is massive. I mean, I was sitting there wondering what the woman in the third row's hat color was in court. <laughs> it's beige. <laughs> beige. Beige. All the colors. Beige. beige yeah. A beige hat. Right. Let's do it. Miracle and Thirty Fourth Street, nineteen. 19- 47. So it begins with the opening credits and the guy walking down the street. Effectively, street of New York in the 1940s. Always in fucking New York. Oh, sorry. Always in New York. <laughs> <laughs> that lasted long. Oh, that was like five minutes into the show. And oh, okay. <laughs> you were trying not to swear. <laughs> trying. Yeah. To be explicit. Need explicit. We need it. We need, we, well, we need it for you guys. I'm fine. Anyway, yes, yeah, so... 
You go, you follow a guy walking down the street. He's, he stands outside the shop, and in the shop there is a guy who's trying to set up a um, a little reindeer. reindeer kind of Santa scene in his shop window. And um, the guy with the long beard decides to tell the guy that he's got it all wrong because all the reindeer are in the wrong order. And he, he's the, the shop. The guys are kind of a little bit weirded out by it. It's like, who's this guy telling me what reindeer there are? We would, especially in New York as well. Yeah. They're known to be a little bit out there, aren't they? So they wouldn't go, oh, cheers, mate. Yeah, just a little bit. Also, it's like his shop was closed as well, and he still decided to try and... Let's try not to swear in that bit so much. <laughs> right, next is you got a big scene in the film, because it sets up the whole film. Um, you got the, uh, I suppose, the Thanksgiving... Uh, what are they called? Parade. Parade, sorry. I was trying to say car- it wasn't carnival. That's what I was thinking of. Parade. I'm thinking, why would you have Santa at a Thanksgiving parade? I know, it's like they started well earlier. Then that's a tradition. Yeah, so oh, Thanksgiving... Like- it's what, like 20-something of November? Yeah. 24? 20, yeah, something like that. So why, well, why? Santa's more of a... He's not the whole parade. He's just a little bit of it. It's kind of yeah, going towards... Yeah, why yeah. would you have the Easter bun in there as well? <laughs> I don't know. Because, well, because you learn in the film, like, we all we reused the stuff from last year. So, they're just... And why Why would Santa be working in a uh, shop? Macy's. Yeah, from... <laughs> Macy's. Macy's. Yeah, from November. I don't know. It's just, like, it's just after the war. It's to get people's spirits up. It is, it's not an attack on the film. It's just purely an observation. It's all right. Yeah, well, I'd rather the holiday armadillo. But... <laughs> <laughs> so you've got um, Doris, who's trying to set up the parade, the Thanksgiving parade. It's kind of a bit busy and all that stuff and um next is where you cut to the uh drunken santa claus who tries to whip the fake reindeer he almost falls off and he goes down this little ladder and he gets out his drink from the parade vehicle house thing no and we got santa first teaching him how to do it and then he get no 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 no, no, no. he's he's noticed him he was getting out of the hatch on the side of the float yeah uh whiskey when he when he shows him that's the remake so yeah he's got his he gets his bottle of whiskey out it's tip a sip and um uh, he kind of hides it so he doesn't see it and this is where um he comes over uh, our good old uh chris kringle that's his name and he okay. yes kk and he um he shows him how to use the whip because he's struggling a bit and you can tell he's kind of drunk um uh, and he's kind of is at this point he's angry because he wants to see the manager because he, he knows he's been drinking so he goes off he asks a couple of people where he is and he uh ends up meeting Doctor and he has a Pretty gets uh to sack him or just get him off the thing because he's completely drunk and out of it. He's kind of really angry. So they have a little discussion and yes, they decide she well, Doris decides that he's gonna play Santa. So what they do is they take off his hat and they start stripping him down on the actual thing. He wasn't up for it originally though. No, 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 he he did um have a think about it. Yeah, I've got to say, I thought this was, um, thought was a great drunk. Yeah, he was actually drunk in this film, unlike the other guy. But we'll get to that. He just falls asleep in this one, doesn't he? Yeah, he, goes, yeah, he falls asleep. Yeah. The float. yeah, he falls asleep. Uh, yeah, she so... tells him, take his clo- take his costume off and give it to this guy. Because yeah. he's not drunk, and he looks more like Santa than you do. So, so yeah, so um, that happens, and you get uh, Doris kind of looking at the parade as it's going on. You see Chris on his sleigh whipping the uh, reindeer. Poor reindeer. And then is it um what's the guy who works with her in the stall called? Is it is it Granville? I'm gonna say Granville. Potential oh, colleague. Yeah, no, it is Granville, yeah, yeah. The colleague, the one who works in the toy shop. Oh, uh, he basically says to her, like, Are you gonna stay for the praises? And like she says, like, No, I kind of need to go home and all that stuff. I see it every year. So yeah, she goes off with a bottle of whiskey in her pocket. So she goes home and she's looking for her daughter and she finds out he's kind of 
Is it next door? Or is it they in the no? They're, they're in the same apartment. Maybe. Yeah, the the cook the cook tells yeah. tells her that um she's next door with Fred. Fred. Fred Gailey. Oh, is she a cook or is she a maid? I thought she's a maid. I think she's a bit both, really. Yeah. So, uh, and they have a uh, at this point, uh, Fred and the daughter who's called Susan, are talking about the parade and about how her mum's involved and all that stuff. So, guys, what colour was the baseball guy? The big baseball ba- guy. The baseball... Uh, oh, oh the, the float. The float, the float yes. Know. What colour top was he wearing? Oh, God, they just coloured him differently, didn't they? He was Santa last year. Yep. And they co- what was it? Little quiz, mini quiz, guess. Was it black and, I watched it in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it was blue. Okay, we've got a blue. I'll go green then. I reckon red. Okay. It was blue. Yay. One for Andrew. Right, moving on. And uh, she's basically uh, they're having a discussion. Of... It's exciting, wasn't it? I know, right? I have a few more of those when we come up. <laughs> is that the to... big balloon that was in the background? Yeah, that's the big balloon. That's yeah. It's really getting closer and closer. And just... <laughs> yeah, just right in your face. No, nothing happened. No. If only this was a horror that. film. Anyway, yeah. So um, they're basically having a discussion, um, Susan and Fred, about how she doesn't kind of... She... A mum kind of brought up to not believe in like fairy tales and make believe stuff, and it's like Santa Claus don't exist. So but yeah, fun little childhood for Susan at the moment. Mum walks in and she's uh, telling about float. They have a little um, sit down, have a cup of tea, all that stuff. And yeah, that's just them two kind of get along. At this point, they're not really together. They're kind of obviously they're on the flat opposite. So, but there's there's something going on between them two. Uh, the impression I got was that the dad likes her. Yeah, he's the dad's. To, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, the the guy likes her. And he's trying to get the. Her dad the likes her. And the daughter, the daughter wants. The daughter wants dad. Fred to be a dad, and. Are you new daddy. Fred wants to be with Doris, but Doris isn't interested. Interested at this point in time. So yeah, and uh, then you get a call from Granville saying how good the Santa's been, and we need to hire him. So he get he gets hired effectively. He gets his uh, contract for the store which was called Macy's Macy's so yeah he gets his contract and all that stuff and um you get introduced to another character who is who's the kid the kid anyone know his name the kid the kid the kid the kid with the mop oh yes 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 the guy yeah Charlie I can't remember yeah. is it Charlie Bernard <laughs> Alfred that's his name Alfred meets Alfred there we go he's the only actor to appear in both both films really oh really I didn't notice that. I didn't know that. He must have he played, the door, played the doorman in the um, remake. Ah, that's that's the match. I love it. I love it when they when films do that. Yeah. Like I, I won't go into it, but and we'll spot it in, in other films next time. I think the yeah. best one was um, oh shit, what was that movie? I think it was Godzilla. He's he's the news news anchorman on the uh, team. Ah yes, yeah, yeah, that's right. I know what you mean. But yeah, um, so he meets Alfred and he kind of has a conversation about him. Nice kid. And yeah, he's basically going for his contract and all that. So he's been hired. And um, he has his first day as a Santa. Where all the children queuing up to uh, sit on his knee and uh, wish for a present. And this is where you get the kind of weird, annoying mum. Who's very loyal to Macy's. So the kid comes up. He wants a toy. And um, basically his mum says, I-, I can't get that anywhere. It's like sold out everywhere. It's not in Macy's. So um, good old Chris Kringle, Santa Claus, uh, says to the, to the mum, you can get it here. A uh, different shop down the street and she's like wait a minute what are you why are you taking me this for so she ends up going up to granville and basically not necessarily complaint well i suppose it starts off a complaint it's like your, your Santa Claus is telling me to go to other stores but then she kind of turns around and says because of that because it what's the word because you've is? been so helpful you've got you've got a macy's customer out of me for the yeah life. that's it, that's it yeah. spirit that's of christmas that's right it's um oh sorry it wasn't it's not granville it's 
good old um, Julian, that's his name, because he's the head of the department, Granville's the other guy. So yeah, he tells, she tells Granville. So yeah, so that's kind of made him happy, and he's kind of got an idea. And their big idea is, well, is to basically... If you can't, yeah, if you can't find it here, we'll find it for you. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, um, this is where Susan comes up to Chris, and she basically says how she doesn't believe in Santa Claus and all that stuff, and she doesn't want anything for Christmas because her mum buys it all. Then uh, Doris appears, and she's like really angry because she doesn't want her kid believing in fairy tales and all that stuff. She, so she tells um, poor Fred off about bringing her to see Santa Claus. I think Mr. Big Thing, this one, he actually always keeps saying, well, I'm Santa Claus. Yes, yeah, yeah. He does say. And he also says Chris Kringle's a lot more in this than he does in the remake. But no, yeah, in this he does say he is Santa Claus. He is the Santa Claus. Um, so next is another kid comes up who uh, doesn't speak English. She speaks Dutch because her uh, parents adopted her from because she was an orphan from the uh, war, which is kind of... I do love this scene. It is a nice touching scene and he yeah. speaks Dutch to her and Susan spots this yes Ix. yes actually and she's like oh interesting so yeah um, this is where Doris uh, is a bit suspicious of Santa Claus and she goes up to see his um, employee records to see where he's what's his name where he comes from and that turns out he comes from the North Pole and his name is Chris Kringle and he is his rain is next of kin is rain is always reindeer I kind of like that I thought it was kind of cute <laughs> that was yeah yeah I, I, I like on the phone but I like this I think it was his age what is your age and it was something like uh same age as my tongue, older than my teeth, teeth. or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, as old as my tongue and a little bit older than my teeth, is what he says. Or what was it? What his date of birth was. Okay, do you know the eight reindeer names? Donald, Prancer. Blitzen, Prancer, Dancer. Rudolph. Rudolph. Rudolph's not included. He's a newer addition. Is to... he not? No, he's a newer addition to the uh, reindeer franchise. Oh, okay, so what we've got Dancer, Prancer, Blitzen. Donald, Blitzen, Prancer, Dancer. <laughs> <laughs> we are non-believers <laughs> God, and then we've just watched two movies where they do say it <laughs> yeah do you guys give up so what have you got uh, yeah you've got Dancer we've got half we've got half so far okay so you've got four out of eight Cupid Cupid yeah, yeah. Yep. Five. You missed a big we're one. We have Blitz. We have Blitzen. No. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got. So what have you got? You've got Dancer. Five, six. Six. You need two more. We missed a big one. Oh no, that Blitzen was the big one. But you said you said I didn't realise. No, go on. Yeah, go so on. So you've got Vixen. Really, is a Vixen? Yeah. Okay, I need more. So there's Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Comet. Yeah, yes, comic. Blitzen and um, Thingy, the last one. Anyway, yes, so that's the eight. Moving on. Uh, this is where she tells the uh, her little kid, Susan, to go out of the room uh, because she wants. she's really worried about his mental state as a uh, as a person. No, no, oh, no, she, yeah, she looks at the residence and see that he's in a... A resident home, room. yeah, yeah. His, his address, but it's uh, basically... Yeah, address, yeah. yeah. So she gets really panicky in that, and uh, they end up sending Chris to see the kind of the fitness for work uh he's not he's not the psychiatric because they go on about that later on but he's kind of like are you fit for well, work, the work doctor. yeah the work yeah. doctor who is really annoying in this yeah he's a twat he is mm. big he's only in it for himself but before we get to that we'll switch to the uh, remake because we're half an hour into that and before we do we'll head oh. to budgets and Boxer. So the original. What was the budget of the original in 1947? 200,000. 300. Um, I'll go for half a million. Okay. Paul was the closest. 630,000. Oh wow, it's a lot of money for back then. Oh yes, especially just after the war as well. So she has nothing really happened. <laughs> At the parade, they probably made that up. 
Yeah, that parade was... Wait, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> right, anyway, so what did it make, Box Stop? I reckon 3.2 million. That's a good number. I like that number. I'm going to go with 4 million. I mean, was it released at Christmas time? I'm guessing so. Yeah. Okay. Paul, what are you thinking? I think we lost him. Oh, is it... Oh, I think we have lost him. Oh, you're right there, Paul. That's exciting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're going on how much it made. Yeah. How much do you think it made, Paul? <laughs> Did I say four? I said four. Uh, yeah, you said four. Million. I'm going for half a million. Yeah, and you made half a million, is that what you think? No, I reckon I reckon it made, um, I don't know, about one and a half million. Okay. Uh, 2.65 million. So that's that's cool. Riff was closest then. Yeah. yeah. It made a decent amount. Right. I'm going to have a bit of a problem with the next one. Uh, we can't do budget for the, the remake because I can't find it anywhere. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I cannot find it anywhere. I don't know if you guys want to have a quick Google account. Well, there's no point then, but... Yeah, I cannot find IMDb doesn't have it. I've got the how much it made in the box, but I've failed this week of finding its budget. Yeah, I've got the I've got the 1947. As you say. Yeah. What's this box office mojo? Is this tell me? That's what I'm on now. Just oh, gross. gross. Domestic summary. That doesn't. That don't help. I mean, imagine it did all right. I, I've got how much it made and all that. I just don't know how much it cost to make. Too much. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, this other side I'm at, it's just nothing but numbers. And the production budget is empty. Yeah. So no one knows how much this costs. This is spooky. If anyone out there is listening knows, yeah, knows why that is not there. Or if this is a regular... I mean, have we come across this in any other movies? No, nope, this is the first no? time I couldn't find a budget. Hmm. Maybe it was privately funded or something. Perhaps uh, Father Christmas himself funded the movie. Yeah, people must believe in me again. Maybe they asked for this film to be funded, otherwise I wouldn't believe in the movie. Yeah, that's true. That's I know Macy's stuff. refused to be like a part of it at all. Oh, really? Really? What I idiots? Just allow their name. That's why they've got a made-up company called Coles in this one. Uh, yeah, Macy's I did was... why um, they were... Yeah, Macy's cause... didn't have nothing to do with it. It's because the film isn't as good as the original. That's why. But anyway, we'll get into that. Save that for the end of the film. <laughs> <laughs> right anyway so okay i can't I, we don't know how much it cost it could have cost a penny it could have cost 20 million dollars we don't know so how much did it make at the box office well, i've just seen the answer so i'll stay out there <laughs> everyone's seen the answer i reckon about 46.3 million <laughs> i think you would be right <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of money it depends how much it costs it probably costs like 50 million that nah, kind of costs 50 well no million. okay now they probably okay, made his... a loss that's what they deleted. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, so here's... While watching it, this is why I thought it may have been quite a low budget, in fact, because um, in a lot of the scenes, there was very little people. There was until the end. Well, like dwarf. No, 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 no. no <laughs> very a little amount of people. Um, like, where this, whether you would expect to see crowds of people, that you had, like, the front line and then nothing behind them. Empty seats was everywhere. I, I didn't... I, I picked Apart from the end, where there's, like, 10,000 people in the streets of New York. Well, that's, I mean, that's just video footage from some like yeah, marathon or yeah. something some event, that's yeah. going on. Anyway, spoilers. Let's get let's get on to the remake. Yep, yep, yep. Let's do it. Right. So the 1994 edition. So it starts off with a good old Chris Kringle, who is Richard Attenborough in this. May he rest in peace. Anyway, right. So yeah, Chris Kringle is walking down the road, and he sees a little kid speaking to him. Who um, isn't talking English, from what I understood. It's kind of it's almost like the scene from a. Kind of a throwback to the original. What part are you talking about? Uh, literally right at the movie, just before the uh, parade, where he's waiting to cross the road. And... No, that kid is talk definitely talking English. I think at one he, point... He keeps just saying, speed... ask him. He keeps just saying, ask Yeah, him. ask him, ask him. Okay, I must have been him, I must have been tired then. Yeah, one point five speed does not help. He was he definitely English. He was him. also is the same guy kid that was in the later on. Ah, uh, yeah. fair enough. Okay, that makes sense. Oh yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah. I remember that bit. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought he was talking gibberish. Um, I think his name's Daniel. 
could be yeah. right so the carnival starts thing it's kind of i don't know it's it's definitely a monday carnival they're gonna go TV crews and cameras and vans and all that. But anyway, yeah, so it cuts pretty much straight into Chris Kringle already on the sleigh, showing how sand, showing sand, uh, their sand, how to whip. And he uh, gets out a little whiskey and he's, uh, so, um, Chris goes down and he starts berating him about it. But this guy, even though he's called him drunk, was definitely not drunk. <laughs> no. no. He, he, I don't know if he's bad acting, but he just. I, I think it was, so. Uh... The whole, the first interaction, I believe, was just the impression yes. that you're drinking in front of children there, yeah. and then, um, and then later, he all of a sudden just seemed far too drunk to, yeah. to, to stand. Like his pants were coming down. <laughs> yeah, he scared some children when he, when he was climbing up because his pants. Were, it was, it was a bit of a mess. And uh, of course, um, as he goes up onto his sleigh, uh, children scream because his pants fall down and all that stuff. And as he goes to whip the reindeer. It's caught on his leg. He tries to whip it, and he somehow managed to fall backwards. And uh, him falling backwards basically knocks the sleigh off the uh, the the float. Float. That's the word. And um, it lands kind of on him, and now he's really, really drunk for no reason. Yeah, it's very over the top compared to the original. A lot. Thick almost. Yeah, it doesn't have that nice calm feeling. Um, yeah, it definitely. I would agree. This bit is a bit over the top compared to the original scene where the guy was just drunk because he had some whiskey. Not because a slave fell on him. Um, but yeah, she... Uh, her name was Dorian. It's not Doris. Just, I suppose. I don't know. So if it, don't well, know I, don't think, I don't think anyone was called Doris in 1994. That's under yeah. the age of 40. Doris all a bit... I thought, all I thought was, was that girl from Big. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, so she kind of chases after Chris Kringle because she realises that she wants to hire him because the other guy's a complete mess. So she's like, yeah, so she gives him a sound out. He's like... Again, he's a little bit undecided, but he strokes the hat and he's just like, yeah, I'll do it. So they've got the carnival going and he's uh, enjoying himself as a Santa. He's like, where do you get this guy? Our uh, Donald uh, Shellhammer, who's the general manager. It's weird because in this one, he's the general manager of the store. But in the other one, he's only head of the toy department. So yeah. a bit of a rule change there. But no, so um, similar scene. Uh, she goes home because she doesn't want to watch the parade. And I think it's a little bit weird. Um, she goes home. A kid leaves a recording pause on the tv saying where she is and all that stuff yeah so no one's looking at i thought that as well no one's <laughs> yeah. looking after this girl in this one yeah she hasn't got a maid she's just by herself yeah nothing mm-hmm. it's like okay then i think they both had a thing that both movies had a thing about leaving children with strangers yeah um strange men let's go with that of or, or someone of the yeah. opposite sex and yeah. it's just I, yeah. I get the old one it was like oh yeah you know oh in my day we used to leave our doors unlocked and it's that sort of yeah. sort of mentality but in the updated version you would have thought they would have strengthened I've, it's that almost like they're treating the children because obviously she's not into fairy tales she went to be like especially in this film she's like really mature for her age it's almost like she, they're treating her as an adult in this film because mm. she certainly yep, is yep. very mature for her age <laughs> she annoyed me i'm not gonna lie really? she wasn't as like as in the, the original she's yep. really kind of she come across as kind of like older than what she is but in yep. this one she doesn't act very well to that point. i th- I, th- I think the difference is it, the difference what i picked up on was in the original she was you know flat blind i believe what mum said yeah, there is no Santa Claus. Well, there is no Santa Claus. But in this, in this sequel, oh, sorry, in the remake, she was all like, "Mom said there isn't a Santa Claus, but I want to believe." In Santa. Yeah, she kind of she yeah. like wanted to be young again. She's more of her own person than this, I think. Yeah, yeah. She was. yeah. times change. 
I suppose. Okay, quick little quiz again. I'll bring up another little quiz. When um, Susan and Brian were speaking together uh, on the windowsill, what went past on the window? What's, what's, um... A snowman. No. It was an animal. A lion. No. Giraffe. No. Did you give up? No, no, hang on. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> so, was it a seal? No, nope, it was red and big. Teddy bear? No. A lion? No. I've already said a lion. Tiger? No. And bears? No. Oh, my. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, hey, well, maybe... I got Red? I watched it just like 10 minutes ago. It's big. Elephant. It was... It's it was a cartoon show for kids back in the day. Barney. No. <laughs> Barney's, Barney's purple. Red, Barney's red would, purple. Be a, would it Was it a dog? It was a dog. Dog, yeah, that big red dog. It was, was Clifford, the big red dog. Clifford, yeah, the big Passed red dog. Oh, Cliff. Cliff, Cliff, good old Cliff. Cliffy. That that must have been the hidden hidden donator to get the budget done. <laughs> yeah. There's a like, bit of uh, advertising there. Right at the end, like, right at the end of the film after the credits roll, it's sponsored by Clifford, the big red dog. <laughs> as they're like behind the scene uh yeah so they're basically talking about a similar scene um about how susan is been brought up to not believe in certain things like then she basically tells well she she tells brian that she's got a secret and that santa claus doesn't really exist which is a bit sad really as a kid think you know something and you're wrong Proven wrong at the end. But anyway, we'll get to that. So then you got an added scene. That's sorry, I'm going to spoil this galore in this film. Um, you got an added scene, uh, which they didn't show in the original, is when she sees uh, Kringle go past and he waves at her. Yeah, he looks out the window, don't he? Yeah. Next bit, which annoys me throughout this whole film because it spoils the tone of the film, is when you've got Victor Landberg calling his uh, minion, I suppose, uh, Jack uh, who's basically the head of the opposite um, arrival uh, store. Yeah. And he basically gives them a call, like, how successful they're going to be. Like, he basically tells them that there's more people this year, they're probably going to make more money, like, we're going to have problems. So he says, I know, tomorrow we'll give toys, that we'll give something away for free. I thought, it didn't need to be added into this film, but, you know. Anyway, so you've got the, uh, the Dory family, the Susan, are having a little meal, because she... Um, Brian is, is not only her boyfriend at the moment they're also neighbours they don't live together but she, he lives opposite but they are together in this compared to the are other. they really I see yeah I don't think they're together I was I, I don't think they was but they why are. would you marry someone so soon like I think they are they, together. They, there was something because you remember I they go out on a the date yeah <clears throat> they go on a date and uh, they have a little kiss yeah yeah, but then there's an instance where he says, I just bought some mistletoe. You want to go back and try it out? And she's like, oh, no. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, that's true. I it's a weird relationship. I'm not that kind of woman. It's a weird relationship in this film. It didn't make much sense. I, I think maybe they're going for the fairy tale relationship where, you, you know, you don't kiss and you don't make out until you're married. Especially All I thought child. was, and I couldn't get out of my head was, he looked like Ross Geller's stunt double from Friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought if Ross Geller needed a stunt double, that's him. Right, next is you've got a big scene out of any superhero Marvel film. So when you've got the the star of the film dressing in his uniform. <laughs> <laughs> the gold button. Putting on his costume. He's got his buckle. He's got his ring. He's got his Santa hat. He's got everything. Did anyone notice the item on the ring? What was it? Snowflake. No, it was a wreath. A wreath. Oh, oh. He's got in the wrong place, doesn't he? He usually put those in doors, not rings. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Anyway, yeah, so... 
<laughs> you've got you've got him in his costume sitting down ready for nine o'clock that's when the store opens you've got like a thousand kids heading through meanwhile the other store opposite uh they have got some gum guns they're trying to give away and no one wants them for some reason they literally have to beg people to give them to their well, children they, oh. they did yeah and the staff were just firing them in each other's mouths <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking there's a lot of broken teeth. Yeah, yeah no, just sitting there because they're hard ones as well. Yeah, it was, yeah, I think I don't know why. They, I, I'm starting to see where you're going with this gripe of yours, uh, yes. Nick. Yeah, they, they've they've kind of tried to create a nemesis and the, the evil minions, and it just because they were all dressed in this like dark grey. Yeah, you know they were dressed outfit. as Russians, is what they were yeah, dressed as. Yeah, and and it just didn't work. It was just the, the, those two, like a few instances where you saw this yeah. villainous type group yeah. not doing anything uh, it just uh, I, yeah that's your that's your yeah. gripe isn't it you have it's one of my gripes it's, it's one, one of, of one of them you have more yeah. than okay one of them, yeah. all right well let's continue then. it wasn't easy. anyway <laughs> so yeah next is where you've got santa again on the lap i know this is supposed to be his first time in this film he's sitting children on his lap and he's uh talking to the kids and he wants, I can't even remember what he wants because he kind of mumbles his words. Yeah, I didn't quite hear it. Some kind of floating frog. That Explosions, explodes. yeah, yeah. which is apparently like $90 or something. If you go down the road, it's $30 on offer. I know, it was, it was the opposite store, it was. It was yeah. their rivals, yeah. I bet he's going to get shot by some gun gumballs. Bust. But yeah, no, so yeah. So so this is a similar scene where she goes to the head of the store this time, Donald. And is it, is it, sorry, was it me or was it, is it, was it a different woman that approached the manager? I thought it was a different parent. Yeah, it different did, parent. Yeah, it was, yeah, 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 it was, it was a different, different parent. Yeah. Which confused me a bit. It was like... Yeah, it got confused me all because I was expecting, you know, at the beginning of the film it does say based on the 1947 yeah, yeah. Um, film yeah. movie. And and I was expecting the same woman to come up, but yeah. um, the attitude of this woman was completely negative. Yet, and even in a negative manner, said, "I will be shopping here for everything but toilet paper and bananas." Yeah. And I'm like, "Why are you using that tone, woman?" Yeah, she was really stone faced about it as well. Yeah, it didn't break any kind of like happiness. No. Because this what this one's already gone and bought the toy That's somewhere. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. Back, and come back in the shop to say, "Oh, thank you." But she in the most wasn't... rude way possible. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, it was a such a strange scene. It didn't. It didn't. It was weird. It was out of place. It was. It was fact like in when the child was sitting down and his mum came along. She was like ten feet away. She goes to talk to him. And about ten seconds later, she just runs off again. When she ran off the second, like when she ran off the first time, I thought she was going to go to the the guy, but she wasn't because someone else appeared. It was. It was strange, mm. but yeah. So anyway. um Similar scene next is when Donald and Dory are talking about his idea, his big idea that he wants to uh, bring to C.F. Cole, the uh, the head of the store. Yeah. About, what was it? It was about the whole, if we kind of get Taking it here, we'll, idea. Yeah. Yeah, it was, we'll get it for one. you. And he loves it. He, he wants he wants to do it. So they roll it out in store. They get their yellow pages, <laughs> which the employees must love. Called something to, completely different. Yeah. I didn't catch the name on the side of the the spine of the book, but it, was like, it definitely wasn't gonna pay. It was like NY's. It was like, like some New York equivalent, I think. But um, imagine going to a store and asking for absolutely anything, and then the employee just getting up a yellow page just to look for it. <laughs> well, that's the that's pretty much you know, like us getting out our phones and googling yeah. it now. That's it. You're just searching for a book in the index, like, ooh, what's this? Anyway, yeah, so that happened. She looked really happy. Um, and this is where, again, the heads of the other stores are really angry because it's such a great idea and they can't copy it for some reason. Victor is his name. It's just not a great idea, though, is it? it well, it is. 
and it isn't. I mean, it is in the way that um, it is customer friendly, yeah. but it's bad in a way that no one doesn't mean anyone's going to come back to that that store <laughs> in real life. No one's going to come back to that store because they're going to realize why do I keep coming back here when I'm getting everything else cheaper? <laughs> I swear. If a toy is like $90 in their store and 32 down the road, that can't be the only thing that's cheaper. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, a- yeah. And and the Nemesis, well, I keep calling them the Nemesis group. Uh, once they got this news, oh, they're sending them to wherever it's cheaper, right, mark everything down to one, $1 cheaper than, than their stuff, and that's it, game over. Shubbers Express is the name of the other store. Yes, that was yeah. it, that lame shop. The front. communist store, because apparently... <laughs> Their employees dress up as Russian. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So yeah, that happens. Um, they they're disgruntled about what they're going to do, and they have to think of a plan. And this is where Brian takes Susan to see Santa again. She goes up, give him a handshake, and she's like, she's a kind of similar scene. Is literally pretty much the same. She's speaking to him, like, I don't believe Santa calls. My mum buys me all my stuff. The one thing I don't get about the one thing I don't get about each film is when the kids. This uh, Susan sits on the sand. Is that why do they think all beards are fake? Why do they, why are they so rude to pull on it? So I rude know. to pull on it. Then the parents give many manners. It's like they've never seen a beard before, a real beard before in their life. I think maybe because they, I think they're used to because it's her, it's her mum, her mum's store. She hires yeah, this guy every true, year, yeah. so she's used to this guy always having a fake beard. Yeah, I, suppose, I, yeah. I believe yeah. it's probably. So it's probably a nice change for someone to have a real weird ones. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, so that happens. And uh, this is where the mum appears and she's a bit angry. Well, not angry. She's like, what's my daughter doing with him? So this is where Dory brings Brian to the office and is like, kind of, has a go at him about Susan uh, not, like, doing the whole Santa Claus thing. So he's like, okay. She's not very nice in this film, is she? No. Especially a scene coming up where she just breaks the heart she's playing well she's playing the um oh what's the word i'm looking for villain damaged she's broken heart not damaged damaged woman yeah <laughs> damaged she's a damaged woman. woman she's a damaged woman yeah no there's a word fuck's sake i do this every broken. week i'm like uh broken. no it's not that she's disheartened she's disheartened with everything she's been let down yeah. with her marriage she's been let down by her parents and she wants to do better for her child so she ruins the kid's life Right at the get-go. Yeah. It's the same in both films. Cause yeah. Because I, I think the other one was, you know, life isn't a fairy tale. You know, you're not going to get, you're not going to find Prince Charming. That's blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Pretty much, yeah. She's yeah. Not that nice. Anyway, we'll, we'll end up there because we're half an hour into the remake. We'll head back to the original. Has anyone got anything to say at the moment or should we carry on? Right, Um. so yeah, let's head back to the original. We left off when... Chris Kringle was visiting the store's doctor, who has a nervous twitch because he keeps t- twiddling his uh, eyebrow. But he's got any he's, eyebrows left? Um, he spoke to the fat kid yet? Not yet. Soon. Right. Soon. It's like big boned child. Yeah, but, yes. Virtually <laughs> shown. By his own admission. His <laughs> opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Even Santa from under the bus later on, so it's not me. <laughs> yeah, are, we, are, we talking, are you talking about the Janet kid? Yeah, Alfred. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we spoke about that. Yeah, yeah, Alfred. That was the one we was having trouble finding the name. Yeah. Oh, I was disappointed he wasn't in the um, remake. Yeah, I liked his character. Yeah. He I was. He was a doorman. Yeah, but his no, character no, wasn't. Actual character. But same yeah. character, not just a cameo. <laughs> Sorry. What would have been funny if he was a cameo, but the same character? It was like an older janitor. Still believe. Yeah, still believe. <laughs> it was like back in 1947, I met another guy by the name of Chris Kringle who had a court case. <laughs> that, that, that would have been uh, entertaining. Anyway, yeah, so um, he tells Chris, who is the guy? Who is this doctor called? Dr. Cock. Um, is it my IMDb are open. <coughs> 
Dr. Carl. <laughs> I laugh it wasn't. Doctor. Yeah, it's Granville. It's Granville. No, it's not Granville. You said, what, what's the Granville doctor's name? Manager. Yeah, it's Granville. No, 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 no. I made a mistake. I did. Um, oh, well done. It's Julian. We've got to start the whole thing again. No, because I did actually say it was Julian earlier on, but no one heard it apparently. Yeah, Grandfather Sawyer. I reckon it's that boat race anyway. Who is pretty much the villain of the film? I think he is. I think I think this is guy's evil. He's only in him for himself. Poor Father Christmas. Anyway, yeah. So he's telling uh, Chris to do all of his. Um, well, he doesn't tell him to do it. Tests. Tests. Yeah, Chris. Uh, Chris is kind of already doing these tests because he's so used to them because he lives obviously in a home. And he's just really sarcastic to him. He's like goodbye. He's like, it's like this is also with where as before he says where this is where Chris says, have you got any problems? Have you got any problems at home? Is everything good at home? He's like, yeah, this is fine. Then as he walks out the door, his wife rings him. He's like, what are you doing? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not giving you any more money. He said, "I'm not giving you any more money. You have a house allowance to do to do the you know house things. If your fat brother would stop asking for money, you know." <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's got he's got family problems. Yeah, which uh, Chris, which he doesn't really picked it. up on that, and this is why he targeted him because he was like, you know, you know too much. You must die oh, before wow. before my wife finds out. No, nah, I wasn't deep for a Christmas movie. Nah, no. I'm joking. I was just going on a tangent there. The time to this story. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I was just trying to put him in a psychiatric ward for no reason. Cause he... I mean, that's, that'd be a great spin-off, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would. What would you call that, Paul? Um, don't know. <laughs> Santa's Nutty Christmas. Santa's Nutty Christmas. Yeah. Have you seen um, Bubba Hotep with Bruce Campbell where he thinks he's Elvis? Oh, yes. And he's basically, he's Elvis and he wanted to think, so he switched with the real Elvis. No, he was the real Elvis. and He switched. He with was the, the real, yeah. He was the real Elvis. He switched with an impersonator so he could take some time off. But in that time off, the impersonator got fat, fucked it and killed it. So everyone thought he was dead. <laughs> so he was in a nut house claiming he was the real Elvis. <laughs> oh, wow. And then up to Egyptians and JFK got involved. It's a weird film, but it's Bubba Hotel. Jeff, Jeff K's cool. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of that Simpsons Michael Jackson episode. I've got a yes. sound in the back of my head. <laughs> oh, what's that song called? With Lisa? Oh, I know you're going to go. It's stuck in my head now. Lisa. No, the Michael Jackson one with Lisa. The Lisa, it's your birthday one. Yeah, the Lisa, it's your birthday. Lisa, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Lisa. Right, anyway, yeah, so we are. He's left the doctor, and the doctor's annoyed at this point because he knows what's happening and he rings up Doris and she's ba- he basically tells her like he needs he's crazy he needs to be committed and this is where you get uh, Dr. Pierce who arrives from the the memorial home where he's living and he basically says oh he's he's fine he's just a gentle old guy he's harmless he's harmless whereas this guy was like saying was that Granville was basically saying like he's the most dangerous man in the world he could snap at any moment it's like okay then He's just an old guy. He's really touched a nerve, hasn't he? And uh, he walks out of the room, and this is where uh, Dr. Pierce is like, are you sure he's the one that needs uh, treatment? Uh, so anyway, they walk out. They uh, say goodbye to him, and uh, they have a little convo about how they're worried about him, but um, this is where it cuts to Chris and Susan at home. And uh, they're talking about uh, pretend and her friends and... About she walked past her friends playing zoo and she didn't want to be. She said, "What animal are you?" And she says, "I'm just 
I'm just a little girl. She yeah, past. Why was he in? Why was he in the house? Was this a stage where? No. Yeah. Why is he in her house? Because he moves in with her. With um. I can't remember. No, that's no, later no, on though. Yeah, well, why is Chris at their house now? I think yeah, because this is, is where it Fred just invites him round. If Fred invites him round for dinner, effectively, mm. so they're cooking dinner in the kitchen while she is uh, because Fred's trying to get uh, Susan and the uh, Doris to kind of open up a bit more, isn't he? He's trying to because uh, uh, Chris also wants them to believe, to believe. in. the and stuff that's why they kind of arrange this little get together and uh they end up playing uh she, chris eventually convinces uh susan to be a monkey so they start playing act as monkeys seem to be enjoying themselves and uh yeah so this is where they discuss about uh the little conversation there before the scenes when they were discussing about julian taking chris as like a uh, a guest for the house for a a few weeks. Yeah, it's a long way for him to go home. Yeah, yeah. Really. He has to get like two buses or something. But in this, and uh, when uh, she passed, uh, hip, sorry, when uh, what's his name? Fred. <laughs> when Fred passes her the phone to speak to Julian, Fred has an idea about of him staying with him because he's got two beds and the next door, so he can see the children and all that. So he's like, <clears throat> so yeah, that's the plan. Um, so they get off the phone. She gets off the phone. She's like, I've got great news. Like, I found you a place to live. And he's like, Oh wait, but I will. I'll be sitting next door. Yeah, I'll be sleeping next door with our Fred, which was a nice touch. Hmm. And as Susan goes to bed, uh, she asks Chris. Uh, well, Chris basically asks her, "Is you sure there's no presents you want for Christmas?" And she goes to her cupboard and she gets out a picture of a house. She says, I just want a house. That's what I want for Christmas. It's a house. Who doesn't, eh? I know, right? No, not only a house. She wants one with a backyard and a swing. That's right, yeah. At this moment, I lost all sympathy for this kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you greedy, selfish. He gone. I just... He's like, if, you, if you can't get it for me, it's okay. He's just a nice guy with a beard. Yeah. yeah. You, aren't, you aren't Santa Claus. Yeah. I'm on the kid's side. <laughs> can, wow. uh, yeah, but people, because uh, what's a B fifty two? Is that a that's a bomber? bomber yeah, plane? yeah, yeah. World War two. And then the yeah. band that did Love Shack. No, <laughs> <laughs> remember this was, this was just after the war. Oh. Yeah, so I don't know when a B fifty two is after the war. It's a B fifty two Stratofortress. That's way after the war. That's B fifty two something else. Sorry, I get my planes mixed up. In the other version, yeah, yeah, a kid was all fucking frowned upon because he wanted a ninety dollar toy. <laughs> <laughs> and like, sort you out down the road cheap ninety dollars. Yeah. Look, when I, it off. when I was a kid growing up, I lived in an apartment flat, and I always wanted a house. Are you gonna put like edit like little like gloomy music over there? Yeah, <laughs> a violin thing. So I get where this kid's coming from. She lives in an apartment. She wants a garden swing, like I wanted. Mm. That's all she wants. That's all I wanted. So I get where the kid's coming from. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not a nice gesture. Yeah. But you don't put it on Santa or say otherwise you're just a fake, do you? <laughs> and I'm sorry, but that apartment they were living in yeah. was fucking huge. It was what? huge. And she had a camcorder just sitting there. I mean, at what? the time, that looked like a fancy camcorder what? from 1994. That's the remake. You're on the remake. We're talking about the original now. Yeah, oh, we the both of them. They're both, they're both really little brats. The one in the remake's worse, a lot worse. No, 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 no. Yeah, but, yeah, but she had a maid. Yeah, she had a fucking maid. Jesus Christ, like... She's paying... Whoa, I want a house where mum has to do all the work. On top of her wage, she could afford someone else's wage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Do you know? And she had a really good view. 
of the parade, which yeah. must mean it's down an expensive street because that wasn't going down a horrible no. back road, was it? Yeah, she'd never, like Ox- give, she'd never give you. He did over the road. He, she hasn't got a good view. <laughs> no, it's him. It's, uh, it's he said right. I can go back to my apartment and watch it. Well, back to yeah, his. But... I think that was a mess up with the script or something because her apartment was on the other side. His was facing it. But yeah, and you, you just get some back alley. What I'm right. saying is, I agree with the kids. Okay. Not. I agree to wish for it, yeah. but don't blackmail Santa. And that was that was a little naughty. I would admit that. You know, she can want that, wish for it every time she blows out her candles at her birthday. Sweet <laughs> don't be like, look, you could. It was, be a, good, it was a good way they squeezed it in, though, uh, yeah. in the second one. Oh, second one's even worse. Yeah, because of, yeah, the first, but the first one didn't. The the mum didn't preempt the daughter no. to think up of a way to ask for something. Yeah. To prove he was Santa. But it didn't it didn't need that. It was just this this was this was at this point it was all about the daughter believing because she was mm. in the remake. Uh, but anyway, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 got so, so, so much to talk about. It's such know. a good yeah. I love things. Do you want to <laughs> say things now or? I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll sure wait. Kind of we're fine. trying. Wait. Yeah, we're we're gonna forget because trust me. By the time we get to this, okay. It's like, yeah, good for no, night. <laughs> okay, yeah. So she so she gives the pictures to Santa and he goes off. Uh, she has some bubble gum, which apparently her mum doesn't like, and she puts it in a little box, which must taste horrible by now. But you know. Yeah, never get why she's chewing bubble gum in bed. Yeah. I've noticed that in a lot of old films. You you watch it in other old films, you'll see them chewing gum before bed. They waited, in they waited like about 50 years to got a free bubblegum gun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, what I was worried about is when she, later on, I think, she offers Santa Claus some chewing gum. I'm thinking, uh-oh, <laughs> here the comes a little black little box. Oh, look, here's one I made earlier for you, Santa. This is like four years old. I've been chewing it for four years. We've got it for Willy Wonka. Speaking of Willy Wonka, if you'd like to uh, listen to our Willy Wonka show, it is available now. Funny right. enough, funny enough you say that, Jack Albertson, who plays like Grandpa, yeah. he's in there. Is he? He's the post office mail sorter. Ah, what a link. Oh, yeah. But at least he had a job. That's yeah. why I weren't you seeing him. <laughs> this is before he uh, was on benefit. Yeah, before he became a fucking bum that punched off until his fucking grandkid has to give him. Yeah. He probably got the. To... Anyway, we'll get to that. Yeah, so you got Chris Kringle talking to Fred. And they're having a little smoke in bed. Definitely tell this is 1940s when. Uh... Charlie went ass for his family and that. You know what he did? He went out and got a fucking job. He didn't just <laughs> blackmail Santa. Yeah, different times, different things. <laughs> just saying. Uh, fucking kid out of cheek. All I can say is you can tell this is a 1947 movie when you get uh, people smoking right in front of children in the in the scene. Yeah. A different time. Disgusting, really. I know, right? Nah, it's fine. For that time. <laughs> uh, next is where you've got uh, them creating the book for shopping convenience for customers where they're getting all the different shops uh, things so they are uh... my thing is it's, it's well like sending them to shops but how do they know the stock levels you'd have to call oh. up every shop now and be and you couldn't give away where you were from yeah they'd have to just ask as a person going hi do you have an easy stock let me check yeah no come back yeah we've got like five perfect and every time you'd have to call up no but well they don't even do that in this film they just say they get out the catalogue show them what it is and where it is and they just go off yeah well I get it Santa yeah. just knows because you know he's he's the best the all C&I yeah he's the shit so he knows what's going on but I get you all these others saying right back to the plot before I poop again yeah go 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 right so this is where you've got the other <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus <laughs> 
That little bit where you go back to the top before I poop you. <laughs> Come on, Nick, get it together, buddy. Yeah, sort it out, Nick. <laughs> Stop shitting yourself. It's starting, it's starting to ruin Christmas. Here, I know, right? <laughs> These poor children now listening to this X-rated show. Right, anyway. <clears throat> so this is where it cuts back to the to the other store managers discussing what they're going to do next. And it says, like, we're going to roll up this program, what they're doing about uh, with all the other stores, because they're more than one chain of stores. It's like, yes. we're going to have this in this city, in this city. It's like, okay. So next is where you've got Santa... Chris, good old Chris, and um, the two store, the two right arrival store managers, kind of uh, celebrating him, and because uh, of the the thing they're doing with all the stores, and the uh, the nice the Macy Macy uh, gives him a check, and he says, "I'm gonna donate this to." Uh, oh, if I have a little bit more, I can donate this. To, uh, right, that poop has destroyed me. Oh, again, yes. Was, I mean, what's Macy doing right now? Okay, so Macy has given Chris a check as like a, a a reward for his always work and stuff. And he says, if I could have a little bit more money, I could get an X-ray machine for Doctor Pierce. So he's like, and the other shop makes up the other half. Yes. So he's like, yes, I'm going to give you the that. rest of the money. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because like the unlike the remake, these aren't at war as much as, and they want a bit of good PR as well. Yeah. That's right, yeah. It's kind of friendly rivalry. It's not like, oh, we must shut you down. All that. It's like, you know, we can make a little bit more money than you can. Uh, the next scene is where the scene with the bubble gum, where she gives him some bubble gum and he uh, blows it, explodes it over his beard. And he's next scene, he's picking it out of his beard. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed they didn't like show right. that properly. Yeah. He kind of blew it off screen. And all of a sudden, you, you see him in the mirror picking all the bubble gum out of his <laughs> yeah. beard and all the food he's had for the last two weeks. I think maybe if he if he he'd probably done it for real, he would have had to cut his beard off. Yeah, so bubblegum isn't that uh, easy to get off. Uh, next is where you've got a big scene of Alfred at lunch with Chris, uh, the rather large guy, and he's uh he basically saying like he's kind of depressed because as a kid he did something as a baby and all that stuff because the horrible Granville has been saying horrible things about him and about how why he's fat and all that about his eating. Um, hang on, I'm trying to remember now because I think you're way off the mark. Am I? I could be. What was the condition he gave him? Oh my god, it was uh, I don't say reverse. Fatty bum bum. <laughs> hang on, I'll find it. I'll find it real hey, quickly. <laughs> Sorry. And what if he turns around to Santa and goes, "Look, I need you to help me get skinny, otherwise I don't believe you're real." Oh god. <laughs> Probably turns to the Rocky film or something. A Thunderlips in there. <laughs> I think this is the prequel to Rocky, isn't it? Well, I found yeah. it. I found it. One second. Pretty sure this is the prequel to Rocky, isn't it? The fat kid turns into it. Okay, I remember now. Well, uh, he says, um, he says, oh, the reason why you like giving out presents dressed as Santa is because you have a guilt complex That's right, for something yeah. you've done as a child. Yeah, because you're saying you're being so nice now is because you did something so horrible. To make up, yeah, yeah, to make up for the badness you've done as a child. Which is a stupid reason. Yep. So, so Chris flips a shit. Yes. He goes straight to see Granville. He's like, "You're no so psychiatrist. You're just a, a doctor." He basically has a real go and they have a little argument. Things, oh, yeah. things get heated. It is if he goes in and goes, "You're not a real psychiatrist." <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, steady down, Santa. Yeah. <laughs> Tearing this man apart. <laughs> You're just an imposter. You're just a doctor. <laughs> I would have thrown him out there and gone people in glass houses, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one in the suit. 
so yeah, so he gets his cane and whacks him over his head. Not even that hard. It was just like a little tap. The warning shot, wasn't it? Yeah. But uh, of course, Granville pretends to faint on the chair. And of course, uh, Chris slips out the back door without anyone knowing. We're dead about him. <laughs> 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 Stealing all those mince pies and oh, yeah. carrots. <laughs> glasses of milk. Yes, reindeers. Anyway, yeah, so it cuts to Granville waking up with a massive bruise on his head. <laughs> and he's basically saying, like, I told you this was going to happen. He was going to flip and hit someone. And it was me. And this is where he basically they convinced the, uh, the people from the store to get him evaluated in the psych ward. They trick him as well, don't they? Yes. Yes. Because uh, Doris doesn't want a part of it. She doesn't want them to do it to him. Because originally... Is it, one of the, is it this one of the remake where they put the sign up saying Santa's feeding his elves will be back soon? Uh, yeah, first one. Yeah, this one, yeah. He's <laughs> feeding his reindeer, not his elves. We'll be back in a little while. I'm feeding my reindeer Santa Claus. That's right. He could <laughs> feed his elves if he had any. <laughs> yeah. He didn't have any in this one. Oh, man, it's like the North Pole never existed. I know, right? No, it's invisible. But yeah, no, so, um, so yeah, he gets off kind of way to the to get evaluated. And, uh... This is where Doris calls Fred, because he's a lawyer. And he says, like, as you know, he doesn't get a call from uh, Doris. That happens a bit later. It's when the doctor from the psych ward calls him because he's staying at his house. He says, yeah, we've got uh, Chris here. Can you come and see him? So he goes over to see him, and he's just... Chris is sitting with a bunch of other older people, and um, <clears throat> he's just depressed. He's like, I, uh, I failed this test on purpose because no one believes in me and all that. It's like, okay. And he's like, just really unhappy. He just feels sorry for the guy. He's only tried to be nice to people, and this this horrible villain of a guy, Granville, has just wrecked his life forever. So you think? I don't think he's even for his life. Generally, like he's worried about all the kids around the world. Yeah, I mean that's why it's so nice because no one will be getting any problems. And uh, so yeah, so that happens, and he basically convinces him to uh, go ahead with it. Like um, in terms of going ahead with, uh, well, like I mean, uh, we are going to fight this. Where we're going to prove them wrong. You're a nice guy. All that stuff. We can we can win. We can get you out of here. Uh, next scene is where Granville is getting like moaned at by the head of the store, Macy, because of what he's done to Father Christmas. It's like his main attraction to his store. You gotta get him back or your job. Which is fair enough. Imagine like your star employee just gets put to a psychiatric ward and you're because of one guy. It's like, what are you doing? But yeah. Uh, then you see uh, this is where it cuts to the start of the court case, effectively, because you've got. Well, it's not even a court case; it's a hearing, isn't it? They didn't say it's. A, what's the word? I don't remember. Oh well. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, this is where the what's the um, judge called in this? Does anyone remember? Judge Henry Harper. Henry Harper. Who's the other guy called? His uh, the guy he meets with. Who keeps telling him what to do? Oh, what he's um... oh the prosecutor. Yeah. No, 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 prosecutor. Yeah. The, the other guy who's kind of involved is because he's the judge and the other guy's the politician. Okay. You got district attorney, district attorney Thomas Mara, and you yep. got Judge Henry X Harper. No, so judge X Harper, and I think district attorney Thomas is like, come on, you don't want to be the one responsible for. No, no, it's not him. It's not him. It's someone else. No. Yeah. No, because I know who uh, Thingy Harmer is. He's uh, he's the guy in the court case, but there's another guy who's kind of by, like behind the scenes. Who's a politician? He's just like, is that not, is that Charlie, not Charlie Holloran? Could be Charlie. Uh, he's the only other shopping. He's uh, the Julian the Showhammer. No, that's uh, that's the head of the toy store, toy park. Anyway, yeah. So there's the other guy there who's basically saying, You've "I got... bagged your political." <clears throat> 
yeah, you, political side. Vote. Yeah. So you've got to be really careful of what you make because I can get you votes. I voted you in the last term. So make sure you make the right decision. And this is, as we're about to sign the papers, this is where Fred comes in and says, like, we're going to fight this. We're going to have a court case. So Granville goes to the court to try and get the charges dropped because it's but because it's already in court. It's like he can't do it, so he's too late. So he's messed up again. It's just useless, this guy. And then you get the flashes of all the newspapers saying like massive court case. And this is where you get the judge and uh, as we were talking about with his kids and all of that stuff about like they don't like because the he goes to the the judge goes to hug his kids goodbye good night and they don't like him. They run off because... He's putting Santa in prison. He's putting Santa in prison. And this is where his friend tells him, like, you need to be careful because bad things could happen from this. So, yeah, this is literally the beginning of court case. So they bring up Chris, and he basically says, like, are you... See yourself as Santa Claus? He says, yeah. So it's like, I'll rest my case there. And uh, this is where they bring up uh, Harmer, Henry Harper's son as a uh, witness. Which I thought was a good... Good thing he says. Basically says to him, "Who do you say to call Santa Claus real and all that stuff?" Have I gone ahead? I think I might have gone ahead actually. No, no, he goes like. No, 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 I've gone, I've gone ahead. I've gone ahead. Uh, because before that happens, it ends. He basically says, oh, "What are you gonna do?" He says, "Like we're we're gonna we're gonna prove he is Santa Claus," and that's when they shut down for that day and they get all the people photographing. Because the next day is when for the court cases when you've got Doris and Fred in the this is where they have their argument about um him losing his job because he wants to uh help chris to become that's right he's gone yeah. solo ain't he yeah he's gone solo there's like what, but what what about money is like how are you going to support and all that stuff and she just has a stroppy mood on her so he just walks out pretty much yes now uh now yeah one word she she uh used here so i think she liked him and then he's quit his job and she says you've lost your security yes it's, it's like you're you're not worthy of my <laughs> Of being my boyfriend. You money-grabbing hoe. Oh, yeah. No, she's not very nice in this. Oh, no, she's okay, I suppose. But, yeah, uh, next, scene, next is just go for the court case. They're having arguments about Santa and witnesses and how we can't believe in Santa Claus. And it basically, um, they... This is where he gets his son out. It says, like, who... Do you believe in Santa Claus? Yes, who's Santa Claus? It's this guy, Chris Kringle, who told you Santa Claus is real. It's like, my dad's like, oh, damn. You've, uh, you've done well here. Um, this is where uh, the big scene happens, when uh, the court case isn't going so well for them. And Susan decides to write him a letter to... Uh, support him and uh this is where obviously uh doris kind of has a change of heart she just writes him a letter and this is where you get the postman jack albert alberton the postman who find who sees this letter uh chris kringle like new county new sorry new york kind of courthouse is like and he has he brings over his like supervisor i suppose because they've got so many uh santa letters and they can't get rid of them because there's no address on them it's just a santa claus so it's like we'll just send them to the courthouse and this is where the big thing happens of he get uh fred gets dragged out of the courthouse because of all these letters and eventually he uh opens a book during the hearing and uh he basically reads out who the uh post office are and what laws they have and when they were made and he basically gives the i mean long story short without going with the minor detail he basically brings out all these uh evidence which are all these santa claus letters how many sacks how many sacks how many sacks quiz from me to you okay oh do you know this of course i'd ask it He's just stalling when he's looking. That's all he's doing. <laughs> I think it's. Well, I think there's two different numbers. I mean, 
they come in with about. But there's like five or six 15. guys. Yeah. Well, how many is... sec? How many sec get carried into the courtroom? Sorry. How many, how, many? how many gets carried into the courtroom? I would say. Yeah. I'll go with 13. twenty. Twenty. I reckon thirteen. That's what I just oh, said. Oh, is it all right? Fourteen. <laughs> Twenty-one. The last guy only carries one in. Ah, uh, so close. So hang on. There's ten people with two bags each. Yep. No, eleven people. Eleven people. Le- eleven and one with one bag. Yeah, because I remember the last guy. Everyone laughs at him because he's like really old and carrying this one bag for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. So they get others about the. Park. I carried that especially thinking you'd bring that up as a quiz, Nick. Ah uh, no. What colour were the bags? Grey. Brown. Grey. <laughs> Grey. Yeah. <laughs> Good though. Um, so yeah. Uh, so they basically he says like because the the post office this guy is Father Christmas and because it's like an actual it's kind of the law in the, the government co- yeah. government like, notif- like they end- identify him as Father Christmas is like hey, he's got no case to go against it. It's like and the judge says yes uh, because it is the government that says he is Chris Kringle. He declares him Santa Claus. Hooray! And like yay! Yeah. Then all these little courthouse and they have a they have a little chick chat and say they have a goodbye. They say their goodbye. And this is where you've got they have their little get together. You see uh, around Macy's I believe, you see he's got his X ray machine for the doctor. You've got Alfred in a Father Christmas costume. But this is where Susan gets a little upset because she hasn't got a present yet. She's kind of gets a little bit kind of well, this is a sport child but But uh, as they're leaving the house, uh, Chris gives them a little note and it says Follow get these go these directions home because it's a lot quicker. Yeah, so they get perfect. to uh, right the end of the directions and the house appears like in a fairy tale. So the kid runs into Susan runs into the house and she's like, "Yeah, he's got a swing and everything." And they see uh, Chris's cane in the corner. It's like, "Wait a minute." How was the door? How was the house unlocked and everything? It's 1947. It was for, it was for sale, so it was probably uh, you know show home. You can walk in. The thing is, 1947. A lot of the houses back then were just. No one locked them because it was like, it was just just run up. Oh, the bedroom was just how I thought it would be. Yeah, it's just yeah. I mean, it's just times. Then you get the have a kind of happily ever after ending. They have a little kiss, friends, Doris, and that is the end of the film. So the house is just up for sale. Yeah, they don't own. The yeah, house. they don't own it yet. No. Okay. <laughs> it's like oh, thanks, Santa. Now we got to buy this house just to please yeah. our daughter. There's already one of us out of a job. Yeah. So they never had an issue in like buying a house. <laughs> Saying, <laughs> yeah, true. Well, it's well, they don't own the house, but at the end, they basically suggest they're going to get married and purchase the house. That's kind of how it ends. Just gonna squat in it for a while. <laughs> I think the kid is, yeah. So, so um, let's go off and finish the remake. Remake, <laughs> remake. That's a sound bite you should have every time we go to another one. I just say, is Griff dead or just. <laughs> I don't know if you're frozen or what. <laughs> no, why? I was just doing a little Merry Christmas with my cat. Ah. Okay. More cat stories. Yay. Yeah, I've got a problem with one of my cats. <laughs> Sorry. All my stories are for the cat. Yeah. Or bacon. How do your cats relate to this film, guys? I don't know cats in this film. Anyway. There's no Ocean's Eleven, was there? No. But we still rambled on about 10 minutes. <laughs> right, anyway, yes. So, back to the original remake. Remake. Uh, Dory gets to see his medical records because she's a bit suspicious of him. She's again like the, like the original. Birthplace was North Pole and all that, so she's like, oh, wait, what's this guy? And uh, next scene is a bit weird because he's uh, Chris is talking to a reindeer. And this is where the two like uh, minions for Victor come up and uh, try and persuade him to join their store. I know one of them is Daphne from Frasier. I kept not that thinking, who it. the that, hell was I was trying that? to think, who is that? Yeah, it was Daphne from Frasier, yeah. Awesome. I knew what she was from, I just couldn't remember the name of the show. <laughs> yeah, so definitely from Frasier, they tried to convince him to join their story. He's like, no, I haven't been employed with them. They threw him a ride home. 
in the limo. They have a little conversation about how we can uh, slow down time to deliver all the presents. That was uh, interesting. Sorry. <laughs> uh, next is when uh, Dory is um, kind of concerned about Chris doing something a bit strange. She's a bit worried that he's left with the kids and all that because uh, he might go have a mental breakdown or something. Uh, this is where you get the deaf girl appear on his lap. Yeah, I thought this was nice. Yeah. Probably the only bit I liked in this one. Yeah. So this was the, re the replacement of the Dutch girl. Dutch girl, yeah. I liked it. It was a good scene. It was a good scene, but I did prefer the Dutch girl scene because... Oh, you would. Yeah, I think I think a language is a lot... Is a, rare, a, a whole new language is a rarer thing to come by than sign language, I think. Yeah. I Only because it's like... it was. I think it was a lot sadder because obviously she uh, was an orphan yeah. in the war and all that. Nick, she's dead. <laughs> Her parents died in, like, the Second World War. She probably saw it all, and she got brought over to America. And this was her parents may have died in Vietnam. Yeah, what? I mean, her parents died, but now she's living in America. Yeah. Going to Macy's for Christmas. Yeah. She's sweet. No, she's not. She's just... She's landed, she's landed on her feet. The other yeah. girl's deaf. Tomorrow, she's deaf. Day after. <laughs> deaf. Hey, not now. They can, they can, they're pretty good with deaf. It's true. Now. It's true. The Dutch girl can learn English. Yeah. Never spoke to Santa before in her life. Yeah. Said, look, he can't speak to you. He just wants to like hold you. I'll be smile or do whatever for two seconds. Anyway, right. So, yeah. So we got the deaf girl doing a bit of sign language. which is a nice scene. And you get Susan uh, who kind of appears to be watching them. Who I'm around thinking Susan, the girl who plays over, is from Matilda. Yes. Yeah. And the girl from, well, I don't really like Matilda. I'll no. get it from Mr. Doubtfire. Ah, uh, yes. I didn't, I didn't. Wasn't someone in this movie from Jurassic Park? Yeah, the man. Richard. <laughs> I nearly bit. I nearly bit. I pretty much bit then. I tell you what. I tell you what. There was a scene in it. You know where he's talking. Oh, we'll we'll get to it. To the dinosaur. Yeah. Sorry, just quickly. I was watching Ted Two earlier. That whole scene with the Jurassic Park music is amazing. Still, every time I see it. Oh, I haven't seen Ted Two. You haven't seen Ted Two? They go to this weed farm and there's the like go over the hill, see all these weeds. He does. The old now goes. They do move in her. <laughs> Amazing. I didn't uh, see that. I haven't seen it yet. Either. Oh, well. That's a good conversation gone. I know, right? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll disappoint you again. Anyway, yeah. So, the, it says goodbye to the uh, to the deaf girl. Uh, next scene is where Susan's talking to her mum about Santa really being Santa because she's a bit different in this one where she kind of wants to believe that he is Santa Claus. She's not just not listening to her mum. Owen basically tries to fob her off about it, really. Now, this is... <laughs> Oh, we just got a random Nick swear. <laughs> Mum tried to fuck her off. Fob. F-O-B. I know now, but I just thought it would be... I nice know. Minute. What for me swearing in my first show? The Christmas, but you swore before. I know, I haven't. Did you? Go back and listen to every episode does Nick swear. <laughs> be zero. And subscribe. Oh, yes. Anyway, this is this is which started to annoy me in this movie. This is where you've got one of the minions, what's his name, Jack, I think, who's who goes back to find the drunk Santa in a pub full of drunk Santas, <laughs> yeah. completely showing that everyone hates their job being a Santa. Yeah. I quite like that bit. I didn't, Paul. You don't like anything, I do. Yeah. I just this film, I just have problems with it. I just. Have I do think it portrays that like everyone who like pretends to be Santa is miserable and a drunk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, it had no place in this film based no. on the original, but as like a cheap laugh, I thought it was Yeah, funny. yeah, yeah. If I'm not thinking about the original, like if we're not comparing the two. Yeah. It just does that scene, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, like every single Santa is just a drunk guy. It's just depressed drunk that just goes and gets hammered every night. I thought it was quite cool. 
Yeah, but uh, no. So he goes and find. Oh, I'll talk about the whole film later. Um, he goes and find the drunk Santa because he wants to. Uh, he wants to. Be, he needs to basically ruin Santa. Is what the plan is for this. The other department wants to ruin Santa. So he gives him some money, and it does a little slight hint towards the ending, which you don't get yet. And when he gives him the money, it, it, the camera pans over. In God we trust. So what? Yeah. How did we get to that? Well, you know when he's given. Uh, the drunk Santa some money says yeah I'll give you this money if you do this job for me because yeah. he wants him to ruin the new show yeah 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 but as he gives him the money the, the, the camera pans over the money and it says and it pans over the bit like in God we trust really yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that but I get if they did I, I why, they, why it, they do it yeah. I know you see it later on but the why film they do it? But... yeah well, you, yeah it doesn't make sense then I thought it doesn't make any sense then but it's kind of a no oh, yeah he, look, he, he, he puts his glass on it pulls it yeah. over and looks at it I, and I look, I looked at it, and I was looking for the denomination, uh, or if yeah. there was something on there to deter that there were hundred dollar bills, fifty dollar yeah, bills. Yeah, no, the, the only like bit it highlights is, is like in God we trust part, which okay, makes no sense the because it only comes. In that part, yeah. yeah, I thought you, I thought you totally jumped to later on. No, no, because I was, I was also looking, to, uh, wondering how much he was going to give him. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. We don't know. It could have been like one dollar bills or something. Probably wouldn't have known being drunk, but you know. So next is where uh, you've got Santa dressing up again, getting ready for uh, his next appearance, and uh, she's basically getting calls. Uh, she then he sees she sees him off, and she's getting she's getting calls about him appearing in other stores and private sessions and all of that. She's like a bit annoyed. It's like, Damn it. and he basically uh, Fred basically asks, brings her and asks her to go to dinner uh, later. So uh, they got a babysitter, and it is Chris. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's like what is he doing here? It's like he's uh he's babysitting us. And then you got a soppy romantic scene of them in having dinner, ice skating. Uh, uh, okay, this point in this movie. Okay, yeah. so um so th- right before this, they're just talking about how he could be crazy. Yes, yeah. and they don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, and she's like, okay, I'll just leave him with my daughter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I just immediately the way she looks at him. Well, I am leaving my daughter with a complete stranger that could be crazy, but it wasn't my idea, so I'll just blame him and then continue on with the date. Pretty What's much. the worst could happen as she cracks over with Dr. Pepper? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, she, um, as they're going on this lovely date in New York, cuts back to Chris and uh, Susan in bed, and it's pretty much almost a similar scene minus the bubble gum I think although in this scene she's a lot more greedy because not only does she want a house she wants a father and she wants a brother I think, they, I think that's just a case of moving with the times children yeah. children want more these days <laughs> yeah a lot more it's like they, they don't want like a, a, a table tennis bat with a ping pong ball in the end they want they want a Xbox One with five games yeah. and an extra control can you imagine if this film was made now you, you she want a like a, a house dad brother a sister, PlayStation VR, a dog, PlayStation VR, PlayStation Vita. No, no, no. She would say a swimming pool. I want a swimming pool, and I don't want no attached buildings. On a Barbie doll, and a motorboat. On a poodle. This little bit's like a mile long. Anyway, yeah. So he's like, you have to get this to me. You have to give it to me, otherwise I won't believe in you. But what we missed earlier, well, what we what I did mention is about how her and her mum kind of came up with this idea to try and see if he's really Santa Claus or not. Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah. There was uh, she. She couldn't sleep. No. She came in. Can you help me, mum? Yeah. Uh, you know, what if you're wrong? What if it is Santa? Yeah. And then so the mum to 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 give her some confidence about the situation comes up with the idea to. Well, why don't you? Don't tell me what you want for Christmas. Ask Santa Claus. If you get it, he's real. And if you don't, then I don't have to buy you something. 
and and yeah, that's it. Job done. Kind of a Which is very clever. Way. It's very clever that putting yeah. that in there. Because then the mum doesn't look so bad. No, yeah. No, she didn't outright say there's no such thing as Santa. Get it out of your thick skull. Santa yeah. isn't real. This so, is a way to prove he isn't real. Yeah, or given the choice. So anyway, so they she goes to bed. And this is where it cuts to oh this this scene this scene this scene. So you got <laughs> this scene. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> this scene <laughs> where you got Brian and Susan. He's get over there. <laughs> Sorry, I've just lost it now. He's gone. He's lost it. Look, <laughs> <sighs> no, let's talk about this scene. I don't think I can mention that word again without laughing. <laughs> Composure. Seven. <laughs> Careful, Nick, you might shoot yourself. <laughs> God. <laughs> no. Nick's gone. He's gone. He's gone. shit himself. No, he's alright. Oh my god. If you're annoyed about this scene, Nick, after laughing so much, I mean, most disappointed. Every time we go and say the word, I just can't. What word? What, what, what word are you trying to say? This scene. <laughs> this scene? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember what scene we're at. We're at this scene, apparently. <laughs> he's gone. He's actually gone. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I can't breathe. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm done. Alright, we'll see you next week. Oh god, right. So in this... Just pray for it, mate. So in this scene... So in this scene, when they've finished their romantic date, he uh, gives her a little gift. His little box. Oh my god, that word is still stuck in my head. And, um... God, this is really hard. <laughs> okay, so he gives her an engagement. He gives ring. her an engagement ring, and he basically blows it back in her face, like, "No, what do you think? You was my boyfriend." It's like, really? Which is what on earth gave you that impression? You fool. I don't condone violence here, but I just wanted him to slap her in the face. I just wanted you for money and sex. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh boy. I need to go to the toilet. Oh, I it's just going to end up going shit. Nick, why don't you take your computer with you? Let's get this done. What scene are we even at? I was hoping we're at the court, just at the end scene, but I think we're miles from that. Yeah, we're at a date. So he's just handed her an engagement ring. <sighs> And she, and he and she's turned around and said, "Too soon." You were fool. Yes. What I did. I, I'm sorry if I gave you any kind of impression. Well, hang on. 
what impression did I give you? Other than I just, you know, I just want you to babysit my kid. And now you're just trying to. And he's like, I've given you everything without asking for nothing. You won't even kiss me under the mistletoe. I'm just good enough to look after your kid. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Oh, and cooking the turkey. Sewing up the bottom. Stuffing the turkey. Stuffing the turkey. (laughs) Who are? Do you love to stuff the turkey, Nick? (laughs) Oh my god, no. (laughs) (laughs) He's gone again. What the fuck? Get your little turkey baster out. (laughs) Pump, pump. (laughs) Don't know what's happened. (laughs) Oh, you started shitting yourself. I know know what's happened. You've had this hysterical breakdown. (laughs) Oh, God. Right. I think I'm good now. I said that last time, but you know. Right, we've got this. So, yeah, so she basically says like we've never been in love just yeah all that stuff is like that is just sport the film for me so that, it didn't have a it had like at this point it, the tone wasn't too bad compared to the uh original but this is just like it's meant to be a happy christmas film it's not meant to be like oh yes just depression everywhere just just sad wasn't needed like i loved you and all that she, she storms off and he kind of goes away and sits on the bench and she basically has a cry in the elevator so um, as uh, Chris gets out from babysitting, uh, he sits down next to Brian. I almost said Fred then. I have a little conversation about how um, the engagement didn't go well and all that stuff. And uh, he ends up giving her, him, his, who, ah, he. he ended up give, Brian ends up giving Chris his engagement ring because he doesn't want it. He says you can probably use it for better use. Okay, now here's the point where he sounded just like, like Chris sounded just like his brother in this part, the way he spoke. Oh, yeah. Uh, he least, and David, least, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, very uh, much I get so. what you mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're a very similar person. They're almost like brothers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Gotta calm off again. Um, so next is when uh, you've got Chris being his uh, usual self on top of the seat, uh, wishing, giving wishes to children. And this is where you get the drunk Santa come in. Who Gordon, tries, you. Who tries to ruin all the things. It's another scene I hated, I'm not gonna lie. This one fucking. For a Christmas film, like, yeah. he was like, oh, do you make the, does the girls make you hot, or? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it was to do with her, uh, his elf. <laughs> oh, she was hot, by the way. She was, she was, she was nice. But it's like, it's like, really, it's going to be like a kid's children film. I can't say that. Can't go yeah. on those lines. It's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was probably one of the ones that he's kind of squeezed in for the adult. They didn't. Em- empty my sack kind of stuff. But this is just this is just meant to be like a kid's happy innocent film. This is an innocent film. Good drunk Santas, hot Santas, everything Santas. So yeah, he basically tries to ruin the the uh, the kids' day by saying Santa Claus isn't real, all that stuff. When did uh, you think Santa was hot? <laughs> I don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I kind of just felt, felt I just, I. I heard him say that as well, but I was just like, I was just getting it muddled up. I, I was actually going to say hot elves, but I just said Santa's instead and just rolled with it. Stupid sexy Santa. Oh, no, right. <laughs> but, um... Reminds me of bad Santa. Fuck me, oh. Santa. Fuck me, Santa. <laughs> Must not laugh. I was going to have another giggle. Um... So yeah, this is where he kind of the drunk Santa walks off, and uh, Chris has finished his day as Santa is walking down the street, and this guy's just berating him about like, you shouldn't be around kids. What are you doing? Like you're dangerous around them and all that stuff. And then he just 
hits him gently with the stick. And he, he doesn't even hit him with a stick, though, because the guy catches it in his hand. But he goes down like a sack of spuds. Yeah, and just lying there. It's like, then everyone rushes around. It's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And obviously the two minions, Jack and whatever the girl was called, uh, say, like, this is this is, this is a Chris Kringle. This is a Santa Claus. He's hit this no, no, they, no, they go, oh, wait a second. Isn't this cold, Santa? Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, this is Carl Sanjo, and they take a stick of him and they get arrested. The police owns the police just this is also known. I mean the police didn't look what was happening, they just took him straight away. It's like how did I hear that from all the way over there? Anyway, yeah, so he gets arrested. Then it's kind of all over the news that Chris has been arrested and all that stuff. It's like, well, that's sad. Uh then um you've got uh, like a massive queue of people as she's walking uh Dory is walking past to try and get to work. Um Next day is when the court case starts happening. Kind of a similar scene where you've got the the uh, head judge kind of trying to about to sign the papers, and the uh, <clears throat> Brian walks in, who uh, says, "I'm going to try and fight this case for him." It's like, okay then. We should know this is the guy from the beginning of the movie. Yes, that's right. Yeah, indeed it is. So yeah, he goes to uh, visit Chris Kringle in the psychiatric ward. But yeah, pretty much in a similar scene. So the original he's basically he ends up convincing Chris to uh, like cheer up and uh, help fight this court like we they basically convince him to win it so yeah so then this is where the um, Dory goes to her bosses because they're they're about to admit defeat with a press conference but they say that yeah we were sorry that what happened but she can manage to turn their opinion around and says that they're in the press conference they says like we're gonna help uh, we're gonna clear Santa's name effectively is what they say the standby yeah then they have all this montage shots of everyone putting up posters saying they believe in Santa and all that stuff okay yeah we believe and stuff yeah <laughs> now, now, I thought I thought oh so if there's a remake now it was gonna be it's gonna be oh hashtag we believe <laughs> yeah everyone will be posting on the internet hashtag we believe yeah but no yeah it's kind of a bit cheesy but you know hashtag I'm a believer oh yeah <laughs> I, I wanted to say that but <laughs> you are though men in black yeah, no, oh yeah, men in black three don't remind me no we're not we're not don't remind me he knows. I know, secretly. He went to see that shit. I like it. It was good. Good for you. Good for me. Sorry. Right. Um, yeah, so this is the beginning of the court case where they bring up uh, Chris and he basically says, yeah, I'm Chris Kringle. And he's like, pretty much similar. Uh, yeah, unlike the original, it doesn't keep cutting from to the court, at least in the beginning anyway. Then I bring up the kid, and he says, like, <clears throat> he basically just tells him, like, who gave you presents and all that stuff, it was him and all that. And then he brings up his wife, and he says, like, he brings, brings up the, uh, what's did not you, the... Did thing. you mention the part, so did you mention the part where he says, like, do you think you're Santa, do you believe you're Santa Claus? Oh, yeah, like, he says, I have no further questions now. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, that's when he, uh, he ends his, he ends his case, effectively. Ooh. So, yeah, he ends, um, that happens. And he brings up some witnesses, uh, Brian does. He brings up the, um... No, what's not the defendant? What's the other one? Prosecution. Prosecution. Wife. And he says, so you've got kids. Yeah, prosecutor's wife. He's like, you've got kids. He's like, yeah. You've taken to see uh, Chris. He's like, yeah. So two told them to believe in uh, Santa Claus. He's like, my husband did. Oh, yeah. It's like, no. He's like, objection and all that stuff. But no. Yes, he wins that. And um, so then it cuts. The day of break and they're just talking. Again, going through the court case. Uh, the prosecutor goes into the whole religious aspect of it, which I thought was not needed. Then, for some reason, he brings in some sort of military aircraft colonel person who's been to the North Pole to tell that people that there is nothing in the North Pole, which I thought was a bit out, out there, a bit unbelievable. He's, but, he's been there twice. Though. Yeah, he's been there twice. Because <laughs> it's invincible. <laughs> yes, because it's invisible, and that's why no one can see it. It's in not in our reality, in a dream real world or something. <clears throat> 
Yeah. Next one is uh, the prosecutor brings in a reindeer and he wants to, to for Chris to make it fly, but he says they can only fly on uh, Christmas Eve. And everyone laughs. laughs. Yeah. So he's like, take the animal out. <clears throat> yeah. Next, he kind of attacks uh, Chris about how he shouldn't be around kids and all that. How he's a danger to society. And this is where Susan kind of steps up and shouts at him, being a big meanie and all that. And uh, so this is where you're. Uh, I keep saying Gary Bryan. Uh, basically, kind of defends him about telling how uh, good good of a person he is, how it's all about the children and all that. So they adjourn. He's like, I got one day left, and um, this is where uh, he, he's just talking to the judge like by himself after everyone's gone home. He, he basically he gives him he, for some reason he puts some money out of his pocket. I can't remember why. If anyone remembers why? Because he was telling to the judge, this is all about money. Oh, that's right. Yeah, this is about your money, like this, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and as he brings it up, I, I hate this in movies. He like he notices like in God we trust on the note. It's like mm-hmm. then he just has like a a light bulb moment. It's like an epiphany. Yeah, epiphany. It's like ah, I know what to do now. So next day at twelve noon, I believe everyone's waiting. Like tens of thousands of people around New York are waiting for this to happen. So Susan brings the judge a, a Christmas card. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I think there's an important thing to notice yep. here. But I don't think anyone else, even in the movie, really noticed. But yeah. bang on 12 o'clock, it started to snow. Oh, yeah, it did, yeah. And for some reason, bang on 12 o'clock, everyone started clapping for no reason, even though the court case isn't finished yeah. yet. He's going to jail, yay! yay. Oh, hang on, we don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the judge opens a Christmas card and he sees there's a note in there, uh, a one dollar note, bank note. Right, I think they call it a bill. Bill, yeah, one dollar bill. And he is circled red around it. So, and the bit that's circled in is like, in God we trust. Then the judge has epiphany. He's like, yes, I know what to say. It's like, so the American government have this. He goes into like blind some, faith. <laughs> blind faith in like God, even though he's this like invisible entity. The government of the United States counters him being real. So in that case, long story short, I'll count Chris Kringle as being real. And yeah, so he is a father of Christmas, and everyone's happy, and they all have a handshake. Even the prosecutor seemed happy. Yeah, I really, this was this was totally this is weird. Go on, Paul. No, I really enjoyed um, that part of it. I thought it was good. Yeah. The only bit I enjoyed of it is when he goes to, I think the prosecutor guy going like, "Oh, can you make sure you're that new aerial?" That's right. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, is, is like taken down because he ripped my pants last year. <laughs> yeah, he gives him a weird look. <laughs> yeah, but this whole this whole situation was like, okay, so you just tried prosecuting him to get him locked up, yeah. and then you're telling him, oh, by the way, like my kids were saying, you know, don't forget this, and it's like, okay, so your kids tell, told you don't. Tell Santa not to forget this. You're not going to do that if you don't believe yourself. (laughs) You're not going to go up to this random guy who you just tried to put away for being mental and say, oh, by the way, yeah, my kids told me to remind you. And also, also, yeah, so prosecuting all that go by like we don't believe in Santa Claus. So basically, they must know everything that's under that tree every year because no one adds anything to it. Yeah. Yeah, when but it doesn't, all of a sudden, when it doesn't turn oh, up. by the way, they want this, this, and this <laughs> massive loophole. Yeah, I've worked because obviously parents would be like, Who you bought you that? Fuck? Yeah, where'd they bought you that? Hasn't even got like a name on it, be from Santa Claus and all that. Just like this old guy with a beard gave me it. But kids, if yeah. you're listening, there is a Santa Claus. Yeah. Be good or you get cold. I hope they're not listening. <laughs> um, but and, and also, I thought, I thought that was going to leave an opening. I was waiting for it to happen. Like when he said, Take down your area, I thought. He's going to be confused, and then it shows him going home to his children, and he looks <laughs> up, and there is, on on the TV antenna is a bit of red cloth or something. Oh, yeah. I, I, I that would be, be clever. That would have been. Yeah, I, I, and I was waiting for that, and it didn't happen. I think yeah. 
I'm, I'm sure that's probably in the director's cut. That was a missed opportunity as well. It was. Um, next is when you've got the rival, the other store, kind of, he's angry and he's like, damn it, we failed. This is this is going to do our business bad. And uh, he kind of walks off in a hump and um, you see the two minions, Jack and Jill, is what I'm going to call them from now on. It's a bit late because the movie's finished. And they open their little, their suits and all that and they've got a little badge saying, I'm a believer. Which is stupid. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it didn't do their business bad, did it? It would have benefited them because they got Santa in the most popular place suspended over the busiest bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Christmas is over now. Yeah, so they would have had the <clears throat> Monopoly, no? They would have, they would have had, yeah. Because there wouldn't have been another Santa. Yep. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah, so um, this is where Dory's opening Christmas card. Well, she's looking for her mail and she sees a note. She opens it. It's like, meet me at the church after the mass or something at this time. And um, Brian gets the same same card. And obviously they left Susan by us again but she's at home alone so susan walks into the church yes at midnight yeah at midnight way. yeah at midnight. Oh, we're just, i just wait till she's asleep and I'll creep out. <laughs> yeah, yeah just creep out and uh yeah so she walks into the church everyone leaves and uh, she meets the vicar and um the tune starts playing and brian walks in and they end up getting married yay just like that just like that the ring appears as well uh next scene is when it says christmas day and uh, Susan's bay of the tree and she's a little bit upset because she still hasn't got a present but then she sees like a sparkle on the tree it follows around and it's her mum with the ring even though that was an engagement ring not a wedding ring wedding? wedding ring it's like yeah uh, it's like yeah so um, Brian appears and he's like happy families then next day or same day or whatever I suppose it would be next day because there wouldn't be many taxes on Christmas no 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 wait a minute yep. so she sees the ring yep. and then she's like I have something to tell you oh yes and then um oh what's his name Brian Brian walks in and they're both in town yeah we had sex last night that's what I had to tell you <laughs> yeah Just, that was... I was like whoa that's a bit uh, I mean, not that she didn't say that, obviously. It was inclined. That it, had it was inclined, been. yes. And it's inclined even more in the next scene. Yeah, we were up yeah, yeah. all night. Yeah, what's well, <laughs> inclined is, you know, no sex before marriage, kids, or no, yeah. or you'll get cold. Yeah. So, yeah, this is what happens is um, they, they, she has to go out to work to have some photos taken of a house or some brochure or something next year. So they end up driving to the house get a taxi and they look around the tax uh, house and it's what susan's house was looked like on the picture it's like yes this is my house uh then um is it julian is it julian what's his name and this is it no donald is his name donald appears at the house i don't know why he was there no well he's given a he's like he's given the keys to keys to her he's like what well, had the bonuses there must be really big bonuses i'm guessing <coughs> yeah, yeah when did he work in real estate to have the keys to this place i know <laughs> Yeah, it was a bit of a weird scene. Um, yeah, so he gives her the keys to this house. Um, yeah, so he gives her the keys. I was like, yeah, this is pretty much yours. You can have it. It's like, oh, yes. Then um, they go... No, then he say like, I'm sure like, with that bonus, you can cover it. Yeah. How do they know her how to spell her bonus? I know, right? <laughs> and her bonus she's got from stealing Santa's idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, right? But yeah, so they walk in the house. They're all, they're all happy and... Uh, Susan... That whole family played Santa in this film. Pretty much, yeah. They got Free exactly what they wanted. House, yeah, everything. everything. They fucking played him. Yeah, because yeah, what you didn't see is when she said, "Tell Santa, like, don't tell him, don't tell me what you want. Tell Santa what you want. Just make sure you ask for a house." Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> mummy can't afford a house, so if you get a big house, Santa's real. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would ask for more if it was me. Anyway, yeah. So. um the kid's a little bit annoyed because, like, she thinks a whole... She's like, what else did you wish for? She's like, a brother. 
And they just looked down at her stomach. And like, oh no, we didn't use protection last night. Silly billies. Silly billies. Love a little kiss and that is the film over. Thank Aww. God it's over. <laughs> Right. That? Oh no, it annoys me. Uh, who wants to go yep. first? I'll wait till I. I'll, I'll let you guys go. I'll go first. I'll go first. So I never watched I'm of either movie before yesterday. So I think if I'd have watched the sequel, uh, sorry, the remake, like on its own, I may have thought it was alright. Wouldn't have thought it was amazing. But I think from watching the um, original first, it made the remake absolutely shite. The original had the spirit of Christmas. Like everything was great and perfect i think they pretty much nailed it if i'm honest and then the remake i think they're like you know we'll change this here change that there and i think they just ruined it it wasn't a christmas movie the girl was a bit of a brat didn't really like her the mum was a bit of a bitch didn't like her the dad was like a ross geller look-alike and um and the court went on way too long and it was all like businesses so the original for me the original was about christmas the remake was about money even the big plot like twist was money yeah that's my view fair enough Who's next? Um, yeah, basically, uh, to be fair, I was pretty sweet with like both films for different reasons. I felt the original was a really beautiful story. Yeah, so it, like um, Griff said, it sort of like captured Christmas, and you could watch it on like Christmas Day or whatever. Lovely story. I thought the other one was more of like a Christmas movie, so it had like the, the Hollywood sort of like had to throw in twists and turns for no reason. There was nothing that really annoyed me. I mean, I don't think Santa really did anything to prove he was Santa. It was, there was nothing really stand out, you know, yeah. that made him sort of amazing. I think they should have maybe slide a little gift that his mum only told one person that she asked for when she was five. And <laughs> a little nod so you knew it was true. Like, the, yeah. the chimney bit was the only sort of real sort of yeah, bit yeah, where this guy knows something that he shouldn't know type yeah, deal yeah. you know but um, yeah they're all both alright I think the original still stands out as better if I had to pick one I'd pick that all day long but the remake wasn't wasn't awful apart from the um, the evil people for no reason <laughs> that scene that scene uh, well, so what are your thoughts Andrew okay yeah I'm going to go with the same um, pretty much what Paul said uh, going with the villains part side of it that was, it really was unnecessary uh, addition to the film uh, which was clearly based on the um, 1947 version as stated at the beginning of the movie and they did do a lot of similarities to try and pull it off um, but just they didn't do it as well as the original um, I, I think the original had a lot more uh, feeling to it um, a, a lot of although both films had a lot of emotion attached to them um, the first one was a lot, um, I had a lot more to it. And the, I don't know, I don't know if you can remember watching it though, but I felt it, it didn't, it didn't skip a beat. There was, there was no real major cuts or, or pauses. It was, it was just this constant, constant of, of the storyline, which, um, kept me watching. And I don't think I've watched an old film like that. That's kept me that entertained mm. so i yeah i so i really i really like the original and i'm gonna say hollywood was being a tiny bit lazy in in their remake and they should definitely try and tell us how much it costs to make because yes. that's just weird <laughs> that is just weird right yeah, so Brady. my thoughts on both films I'll, I'll start with the original um i think when i was a kid i watched the remake first i think that was the first my experience first watching it and as a standalone film, I really like it. It's a, it's a decent film as a standalone. Um, but in my later years, when I watched the original 
Milk on first drink. I kind of... My, my opinions are pretty strong compared to everyone else's for this because I, I I love the original so much. I think it's a nice innocent film. There's nothing. There's no like sinister backstory about evil corporations. It, it's just it's it's just a nice family story which you can watch at Christmas or any time of the year. I, I think it's, it doesn't have to be on Christmas. It's just a nice a nice film for all ages with a simple message, a simple a simple story, and it's just really well done. The acting was really good. Because again, like you could watch the whole film, it doesn't get boring. It's not, that's why it's not that long of a film. But Stolen Hole is like it was also about the whole kind of commercialization of Christmas as well. Uh, that was kind of a, like a hidden message throughout the film about it's not about what you get, it's about people around you and all that. Whereas the remake, um, I cannot, I struggle to watch it every time now because every time I want to watch, every time I've seen the remake, I just want to watch the original because for me it's a far superior film. Again, as a standalone film, it's not a bad film. Because we're like we're reviewing and comparing the two films in this show, it just I I hate it so much. I mean, the acting was okay; it wasn't that bad. That there's nothing wrong with that. Um, the kid annoyed me. I'm not gonna lie. The mom annoyed me in this. Uh, the father character was okay. Also, I suppose the husband kind of character was okay. Uh, Father Christmas, I thought was decent. Although I did prefer the uh, the original. Um, I think what really annoyed me was the whole... Because the first film is so innocent because it's such an old film from that time. Whereas this one is so, like, Hollywood-based with, like, the sinister company at the rival company that are trying to want to throw over throw the other company. And it's just the whole, like, commercialization. Oh, just... Uh, I can't even speak properly because it just annoys me so much. It actually does. Like, I, I could write, like, an essay on why I hate this film so much. Just from... Tell us, tell us how you really feel. Okay. <sighs> I think I need a therapist is what I need. Let, let it out. Let it out. I, I, I hate the fact that you got some, some weird corporation that want to overthrow this guy who's just trying to be nice to children. It makes no sense. I'm thinking I'm thinking there was probably a hell of a lot of outtake, outtakes to do with though, that part of it. I, yeah, I hate the whole random cutting to a little montage scene. It spoils this part of the film. I hate the fact that the film goes a downer when she says no. Like, I know the whole the whole Hollywood type of style movie is it starts off nice. In the middle of the story, it goes down. Then at the end, it picks itself up. That's kind of a basic Hollywood film. But this film didn't need that. It didn't need to go so far over what the original was. It didn't need to distance itself so far. In fact, I think it didn't even need to be remade. I just, I don't see why they remade it. It, it was, for me, pointless because the original film's so good. It it just, it, again, stands the test of time. I think it will do for a very long time, I think. For me, well, especially now there's a coloured version. I yeah, don't know if I get yeah. to see that. I really yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I own the, uh, as it were, the colourised version of it, which is, uh, I mean, again, I, I know some people don't like what to watch black and white films, so it is, there is a colour version out there. But I do really think it's like... A part of cinema history. I know it could be going over the top of this, but I know this is a, like I know this has like a lot of uh, historical significance about the whole. Um, it's one of the films that they've uh, preserved in the uh, National American Film Association thing because it, it's that important to them. And it's 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 a big film for me. It's just, if I ever have children, this will be the uh, the film we'll be watching every Christmas. So anyway, yeah, that's my thoughts. I I know everyone's a bit different here. And I think they just bought the whole theme with the remake. But yeah, anyway, this is Lazy Hollywood, and this is the end of the show before I go on too long. That's right, it's a fair point. I, I think, <laughs> overall, I think it, it, you could count it as Lazy Hollywood in the sense that it didn't need it. 
Yeah. But if I saw like a black and white film on Christmas, yeah, I might not necessarily take the gamble on it. When the remake, I would have. Yeah, yeah. Having the remake, it, it would make me watch the original and realize how good the original was. Yeah. So I think it plays in a part in helping you be aware of how good the original. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, it is. But, but, but it is lazy Hollywood in the sense that they didn't really need it, especially not now. He said that they've got a color version. Yeah, I just, I just felt they like, like you've mentioned, they put too much of Hollywood into the film, which kind of for me ruined the whole yeah. innocence of the film. It wasn't needed. That, one's a Christmas story. One's a Christmas film. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just them. It's just Hollywood, damn you. Anyway, yeah, rant over for now. More importantly, what are your views? If you want to follow us on Twitter, come over at underscore Lazy Hollywood. Or also you can find us on iTunes or Stitcher or TuneIn Radio or our home, um, SoundCloud. Any feedback is appreciated. Don't be afraid to comment, rate, share. If you listen to this, thank you. And spread the word. We do the show for free, so spread the love. Yes. And Merry Christmas, one and all. Yes, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Happy Christmas. holidays. Happy holidays. Go watch Miracle on 34th Street on Christmas. The, the whole family, the whole family will love it. The original one, yeah. The coloured, the, the color colorized version. If you want, it's out there. Everyone will enjoy it. It's a film for all ages. Anyway, yes. So that's a uh, goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Hello. Goodbye and good night. Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas. Elo eleven.